This is the Wow Show, and I'm your host, China Myers, and I am your co-host, Dr. Varel Williams. Seems like all I could see was the struggle. Haunted by ghosts that lived in my past. Today's guest is Pastor Shirley D. Thompson, also known as Pastor D. She is a wife, mother, ordained minister, entrepreneur, conference host, worship leader, keynote speaker, nonprofit board advisory committee member, and future author. Pastor D. was licensed to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ on July 2, 2014, and ordained. In March of 2018, she believes what you make happen for others, God will make happen for you. Her love for God and others makes her a servant. Pastor D's spirit drives her towards empowering all God's children, fully equipping humanity to have their best spiritual walk. We are here with the Wow Show, and we have the extraordinary guest. I am so pleased to have her here with us today. So we're here with Shirley Deep Thompson, and we're here with Dr. Viril Williams, right? Hey, 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 hey! So happy to be here today. Yeah, Dr. V has her PhD in psychology, and she is one of the most wonderful 
best people I've ever known. I mean, seriously, she is an incredible woman. She is so powerful. She is strong. She is, oh, she's my sidekick. That's all I got to say. She's definitely yes. my sidekick. In Christ, we established that, right? My sidekick That's in right. Christ. That's right. Can you just tell me who Pastor D is? Yeah, well, I am just a wife. I'm a mother. You know, I have two children, and I'm a minister of the gospel, and I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a purpose pusher, and, you know, I just love God. I am been in the ministry for over 10 years now, so, you know, I just do a lot in the community. I'm a community activist, and I also am an entrepreneur, and, and most of all, I just love love God. When did you realize you believed in God? Oh, wow. So, I was baptized at the age of 12, and that was just a thing that we did, you know. And so when I got a little older and had my first child at the age of 18, I moved to Atlanta, Georgia, and I come to the realization that I needed a personal relationship. I needed something deeper than what I had at the age of 12. So, so basically up until that time, you had a relationship that was really your parents' relationship. Is that what you're saying? Well, it was a relationship that I saw in the church. Or okay. it, was, it wasn't even a relation. I wouldn't call it a relationship. It was just something that I saw in the church that we okay. did. That that's what everybody did at the age twelve. You got, you you know, you went on the morning sphinx. You got baptized, and okay. that that was it. And so right. when I turned eighteen, I moved moved away, and then also just you know at the age of, of you know from eighteen to twenty, just was trying to find life. And mm -hmm. then at the age of 20, when I realized that it was something else that I needed in my life, it seemed like it, I needed more power. And so right. at the age of 20, I realized that it was that I needed to have a closer walk or relationship with the father. And so at the age of 20, I began to get in the word because from 12 to 18, I was not in the word. I was going to church, but the, the spirit of the living God was not on the inside of me. And I began to just get closer to the father through reading the word of God. And reading the word got you closer, right? Oh, yes, most definitely. Yes. So you hear that, listeners? Reading the word gets you closer. Amen. All right. Yeah, I believe that too. And That's praying. Great. Reading the word and praying now. Yeah, <laughs> it works yeah. hand in hand. You got to get the word and you have to pray. Yes. Amen. I just want to ask this off the cuff. Is there any particular way that you pray? Because I know for myself, I could be in a grocery store. I could be in a bathroom and I'll just say, Lord, I need you with me today. I'm so grateful for my blessings. I appreciate everything you do. I love you so much in Jesus name. So I'll do that anywhere. Bible says you have to get on your knees and put your thoughts towards the sky. Do you think that there's other ways too? Oh, yes, ma'am. Most definitely. Amen. You know, prayer is really just a simple conversation with the Lord, a simple conversation to God. And so prayer for me, I mean, I may get on my knees. I may, you know, lay on the floor. I may driving in the car, walking around, you know, just wherever you can have a conversation with the Father, that's prayer. You Amen. know, that's Amen. prayer. I can Amen. be driving down the street. <laughs> in traffic, throw my hands up, begin to lift up to the Lord, start praying and just calling out to the Lord and just, you know, thanking him. And so when I think of prayer, I think of it just a conversation with God and, and prayer is not always asking 
you know, God for anything. It's, it's yeah. prayer is just a communication with the Father, communicating with Him, prayer, telling Him thank you, telling Him I adore you, God, just giving adoration to the Lord. That's what prayer, and a lot of times I think, and you may not have asked me this, but I wanted to throw that in there. A lot of times when people are praying, they feel like, just like you just said, uh, China is just a one-way conversation that you get on your knees and pray. You know, some people may not have any knees to get on and they may right. have to just stand up. Somebody Amen. might not have no legs. They may have to sit down. You know, mm -hmm. somebody may not be able to sit down in a comfortable position. They may have to lay on the floor, you know. So I'm just a firm believer that prayer is really just a simple conversation with God. You Amen. know, it's just conversating. Just, you know, just like we're talking now, that's how I talk to God. If I'm yeah. hurting, if I'm depressed, whatever the case may be, I just talk to him. I talk to him mm -hmm. like I, he's right here. I talk to him, you know. Yeah. See, because, I want people to know to that. Him. That's right. Yeah. And when we're talking to him, you know, the way you can feel comfortable with talking to him, you got to get to know him. You have to know the father. You have to have that personal relationship. I'm not talking about going, getting dipped in the water and just sitting on the bench or just getting dipped in the water and say, oh, yeah, I'm saved now. No, it's deeper than that, because you have to begin to read that word, get that word embedded on the inside of you. And then you'll feel comfortable with having a conversation with him. Right. And you got to get to know him because he already knows you. He already knows. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. And China, already knows. if I can jump in really quick, that was a yeah. powerful question you asked about prayer. Just last week, I did a message on the different postures of prayer. And the Bible talks about that many of us, we clap our hand, we may shout to the Lord, we may meditate, we may bow down, we may be on our knees, prostrate, have our hands up. But one thing that is uh, universal that you see out in public, people will bow their head, you know, most of them praying before they will eat a meal. But God said, there is no straight way that you have to come to me. It's communication as Pastor D was saying two-way conversation you you're talking to your father just like we're talking to you and like she said it's not always asking it's I talk to my father about decisions about what to do next so it's a simple conversation and I like how you said that Pastor D. Amen yeah that was perfect perfect answer it really was I appreciate that and hopefully that gave some people some clarity because like I said Sometimes people think, oh, I can't pray. I haven't prayed in months. Why? Because I don't have time to sit down on my knees. I got to get up. I got to go. So I want people to know that there is any opportunity you could use that to pray. Yes, right. China, can I can I just uh, add something else? You just said Please. something that was so powerful, you know, and, and, and a lot of times people, they, they feel like they they're so busy that they can't pray just like you just said. But then what jumped in my spirit when you said that was sometimes, you know, yeah, people get busy, but sometimes people are so hurt or have done things that they think that God can't forgive them or they may think or, or they've had so much negativity in their lives that they don't even know how. It's almost like their tongue is cleaved to the top of their mouth. It's almost like they don't know how to get back in fellowship with God, you know, mm -hmm. and, and that's powerful because we, if, if people would realize and understand this, like Dr. V, if they were realized and understand, it's just a conversation. Mm -hmm. It's just like open your mouth. It's Amen. just, yeah, look, it's, it's just, I'm case. trying to say, it's just a simple conversation. You got a tear coming to my eye over here. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's true because, you know, I think. 
people think that there's so many rules and regulations with trying to get to know God, but there really isn't. I'm I'm not a pastor. I wasn't taught theology, but guess what? I know my relationship with God is real. Amen. It was up in my heart. Amen. So I know for a fact that my relationship with God is something that I strive for every day. Because like I said, he already knows me, but I want to get to know him. I, I want to get to know the things that I should be doing. And I, I want to get to know, you know, the things that I shouldn't be doing. And just the other day, this sounds bad, but I was going to a restaurant and I know the people who own the restaurant. And I said to them, could I bring some grits? They ain't got no grits. (laughs) 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 And I'm I'm a selfless person. People who know me know that I'm selfless. The grits aren't for me. My sister's coming and I want her to have some grits so she can say, wow, this place is awesome, right? (laughs) So I even said, I'll buy the grits. I'll bring the grits. Well, I'll do whatever you want me to do so that these grits can be here for my sister, who I know would be ecstatic with these grits, right? So they said, no, they don't allow people to bring things in. I said, okay, well, how about you buy the grits and I'll give you the money for the grits? They said, no, that's not how they do business. But my point is, I was ready to tell them off and go someplace else. And I thought, that's not what the Lord wants from me. That's not what he wants. That's not how he wants me to behave. So I said, okay, no, no problem. I understand. Now the old China would have said, the heck with you. I'm going someplace else. Mm-hmm. But I said, no. I said, that's okay. Yeah. That's one in the Lord. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. So as you grow, you get to learn that stuff. You grow in your relationship with God, you get to learn that. And it's not something that's taught, it's something that you learn. I, like I said, I have a little tear in my eye because you guys are so great. I, I'm serious when I say that. I mean, I am surrounded and feel so blessed by you women right now. It's, it's <laughs> unbelievable. What did the day look like when you realized you wanted to be redeemed? And what, what did you do afterwards? Oh, wow. When I, because we all have to be redeemed, right? Oh, yeah, most definitely. You know, the day I realized I, I was just going through just a tough, tough, tough time and just not knowing how to be a mother and just not knowing, didn't have the book, did, couldn't find the book, couldn't as a young mother, just, you know, trying to figure out life and then trying to figure out, I knew that it was something else that I needed to have. And so, you know, just struggling day in and day out, I, I just remember, and again, this was being in Atlanta, I just remember just moving there and not knowing anybody. And I was in my apartment, I was in my town home that day, and I just that whole week just struggling, I just several months of struggling and trying to figure out how to do the thing. How how was I going to pay the bills? And I knew I wasn't at that particular time. I knew I couldn't go back to where I was. I knew that I had to make it on my own or I felt it in my spirit and just robbing Peter to pay Paul, you know, and just wanting to be that independent woman. You know, I I remember that day. It's almost like it was just yesterday. And I was sitting in there And it was almost, and I had sent my son back to Alabama. My mom was helping me to take care of him. I think it was the summertime. And I remember sitting there by myself. And I remember just, it it was feeling so cloudy that day. But I just remembered really 
beginning to talk to God and just beginning to ask him to help me, beginning to ask him to, you know, set me free from some things. I didn't even know what to ask for, but I remember sitting down. I had a little pink sofa and I just, I just love my little sofa. And I remember just sitting there and I was talking to the Lord. I didn't, at that moment, I didn't realize just talking like we're talking now was really praying to him. Right. And so I was sitting there and I was just talking and I was kind of frustrated and kind of just feeling some type of way. And I just remember just opening in my mouth and saying, God, you have to help me because if you don't help me, I just don't know. I can't be helped if you don't help me. And I just remember I, I looked around the room and it just got it was like a gloomy doom type feeling at first. And I said, God, I need your help. And I, I'm just going to sit here until you help me. Well, it was a song that said, you know, I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. And I sat there and I sat there and I began to pray in the, the room. I, I began to talk to God at that moment. I realized that. Praying to God was just still that simple conversation. And so when I sat there, I heard the Lord say, and I said, God, you got to help. And I kept calling out, God, you got to help. And all I heard, it, I just felt it in my spirit. And it was, that, it was like, I know you. I said, because I was thinking, God, all of this stuff around me, and I, I don't even know what to do. But giving up, I knew wasn't an option. I never really saw a lot of people give up in my life. They would do other things, but never give up. And I, I remember hearing this small, still voice say, I know you. I created you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Listen, I, when, I, when I thought about that, that moment, and then the, and I opened up the Bible, and I remember uh, Jeremiah 1 and 5, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. I said, now, God, <laughs> Amen. And, you know, and, and I got excited about that. And and I remember tears was in my eyes and I remember hearing that. And I, 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 I felt that I, I heard the small voice. I know you. I created you. And then when I sat there, I opened the Bible and it opened to that. Right. My, my God. And. I sat there and I, and, and I couldn't even get any further. I was like, before, it was like before I knew you, before I formed you, I already knew you. I, I was like, now this is power. So I kept reading, you know, and I kept reading. And, you know, it was just like, I've set you apart. That's the, the second part. It said, I set you apart. And then all I, I felt in my, in the room was like, I set you apart for this day. This day, I set you apart. And I remember sitting there, tears began to roll down my face. And I said, now, I don't understand this, but I'm going to trust you, God. And so then at that moment, I realized he know me. <laughs> he see me. He see everything that's going on around me. He Man. knows I'm robbing Peter to pay Paul. He knows that I don't know how to be that mother. He knows that. He knows that I was looking, trying to find a manual how to, to, to make it happen for myself and my son. And I said, I sat there. And at that moment, the second part of your question, at that moment, what did I do afterwards? I began to praise him. <laughs> I began to throw my hands up. I just... And I was running through the house, and I remember, and before I knew it, it was like, at first, it was a doom and gloom, it looked like in the in the apartment, but when I began to praise him, when I was throwing my hands up, I was thanking God and just praising him, I said, oh God, I thank you, because the word just, it, it was almost like it illuminated in my spirit, right? And I was running around the house, you all, I was running, 
And I said, if somebody come to this door, they're going to think I'm crazy. <laughs> but you know what? I said, they probably think I'm crazy if they come and get my car tomorrow. They probably think I'm crazy if I don't have no food in my house. But why not praise him? And, and yeah. if they think I'm crazy because of that, I know that I got somebody that's going to help me. And so that word resonated in my heart. And I just I just began to be so encouraged. And I began to praise God. And it was almost like a light bulb went off inside of me. And I realized at that moment, praising God, throwing my hands up, lifting my hand, talking and just being available to God that he would help me. And so I, I just, I'm, I'm excited about that. And every time I get in a place, I'm about to cry now because every time, every time I get in a place that I feel like there's I'm no not hope. able to go forward. Yeah, there's no hope. I'm reminded that he told me he know me and if he knows us he's there for us and if he knows us he's not gonna leave us yeah you are so right about that he does know us and I have to remember that constantly you know because when times get rough like you said you gotta remember that he's there with us he, he's gonna help us I've told this story before but here's a perfect example I had a friend who had a flower shop and these flowers, he spent thousands of dollars on these flowers, right? It was for Valentine's Day. But sometimes Valentine's Day has, you know, stormy weather. Yeah. So they, they had on the forecast that it was going to be 15 inches. I mean, it's going to be bad, a blizzard. So he was all stressed out. You know, this ain't going to, I'm going to lose all this money, thousands of dollars. You know, nobody's going to come out in the snow for a Valentine's flower, you know? <laughs> so I said to him, you believe in God? He mm. said, yeah, you know I do. I said, well, tell God what you want. Tell mm. God what you want. And if I was you, I would tell God, do not let it snow until after I put the key in the door to close up. Right. He said he did it. And guess what? I think he did. Because guess what? The sun shined all day. Wow. And my hand to God, he knows I'm telling the truth. When the man put his key in the door, the snow began to come down. Mm. Wow. That's the way God works. That's right. But That's you got to ask him. You got to call on him. You yeah. got to get to know him. Yeah. It's just something that has to be done, yeah. you know? And when yeah. you do that, your it, it's, it's not saying that your life is going to be perfect. I'm not saying that. I don't think you're saying that. Are you saying that? Oh, no. <laughs> no. No, man. What I'm saying is, is that your life will change. Yes. Totally. What does faith supposed to look like? Hmm. I don't think there's a wrong or right way, but it's supposed to look like something, right? Yeah. And I thought about that, thinking about faith. We know that now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. We know that scripture. But faith, to me, is just walking in your truth, being truthful, and being sure of what you hope for is going to come to pass. You know, and when you asked that question, I was thinking about driving in a car 
And so many times we're in the cities or when we're driving to work, I, I think about faith often and I see the cars going in front of you or pulling out in front of you or beside you. We have faith because whether people realize what faith is or not, you have to have some type of faith. And the Bible tells us that we can have faith as small as a mustard seed faith, right? But think about this, driving a car. When you're in the car, you have to have some type of belief because you get in your car, you go to work, and you 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 know you trust that nobody's going to pull in front of you. You trust that you're going to get to work safely and you're going to get home safely. We don't know when we come behind a truck if the whole truck is, you know, a dump truck, if, if all the stuff that's on the truck and we're behind it, we don't know that it's going to dump off on us but we have faith to believe that it's that that they're going to drive right we're going to drive right and that was what I was thinking about my faith but then without faith the Bible tells us it's impossible to please God it's impossible so we have to have a trust factor in knowing and I thought about this as well a portrait of faith is saying that no matter what goes on in life no matter what angle we have to go in life you have to trust that God is in control so no matter what comes our way no matter how circumstances decisions or what situations that come in our life we have to know that it's still going to work out you know and so faith to me is just we have to trust you have to believe and you just have to walk it out and knowing that he's going to be with us yeah that's for real I think it was Peter that Jesus said to walk on the water right and come to him so that was faith right there. That's right. Yeah, I mean, That's right. Because I don't know about Peter, but I would have been scared, you know, yes. and uh, I would have had to put my faith yeah. in him to, yeah. to, to even think about doing something like that. You know, That's especially right. not being able to swim. I mean, <laughs> that's right. That's right. You know, so, and even so faith, we do stuff like that all the time, though. With God. That's right. You know, and, and, and even th- in talking about faith, when you have faith, you don't have fear. Mm-hmm. So you Amen. can you can do you can walk around you can be who you want to be and do what God has called for us to do and through our faith it strengthens us as we believe yeah. God and as we trust it strengthens us and then 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 that's when we can go out and strengthen somebody else or help somebody else but it's through our faith if you don't have yeah. faith it's impossible the Bible tells us it is impossible for us yeah. to please God so. yeah and faith it's like because of my faith. I'll tell anybody, I walk on a different path than a lot of people. You know, it's because of my faith. I'm not afraid of things. It's because of my faith. It's That's not because right. I'm I'm this arrogant person. No, that was the old me. I thought, oh, I'm so strong. I can overcome anything. But I, I couldn't because I failed each time. But when I put my faith in God, yes. that's when I was more powerful than I could have ever imagined. That's right. Because of my faith. Because of so, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hello, everyone. I want to tell you about Dr. Viril Williams' book. The title is The Ingredients for Absolute Results. You can find it on Amazon or you can email her for a signed copy at drvarilw at gmail.com. All right check her out. Thank you. Hello everyone. Before we get back to the Inspirational Wow Show, I want to take a moment and talk about China Myers' best-selling, gripping, heartfelt book titled A Letter to God. You can find this true life story on Amazon. Now, back to the Wow Show. What do you think God wants and expects from us? 
that that's like a generic question but yeah you can answer it i i know the answer for me what's the answer for you the answer for me is i i believe that god wants us to be to just obey i know that may not be for everybody but I believe that God wants us, expects our obedience to him. I believe that he wants our worship. He wants us to trust him. I believe that he wants us to praise him. But the main thing, when you ask that question, the first thing that came to my mind was, I believe that God wants us to obey. He wants us to walk in obedience, trust him, lean and lean not to our own understanding, but in all of our ways, acknowledge him. He wants us to obey, just <clears throat> obey. You know, what, whatever it is that he has designed for us to do, just obey the, you know, obey and trust the process. Mm-hmm. Obedience, I believe that, you know, the Bible tells us obedience is better than sacrifice. So, you know, obey. He wants us to believe in him. He wants us to trust him, you know, and not waver. A lot of times I think that we as a people, when we don't obey, we don't get blessed. Right. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. And if I can jump in yes. with that. And I want, this is for our non-believers because Pastor D and I have been called to the ministry. And so one of the things I do know in obedience that is definitely blessings. But for the people who do not understand how to be obedient, well, you first have to have a relationship with God. So we've been called to preach the good news which is God is real. There's a heaven and hell. God is real. And God is all about blessing his children. And we we get blessed through obedience. Uh, obedience yeah. follow when you have a relationship with him. And then you begin to understand God. And then your will not being your will no more. And your will being God. And that's oh, how you learn sure. how to submit and then become obedient. Now we got, and, and I know... Where I work, different thing. We have people who are atheists or people who don't believe in, I don't like to call it religion, but like I said before, we're all a spirit being. We're all a spirit being. And even as a therapist, I've, I've asked my clients, where do you go to? Who do you look to when life is at its end rope with you? And many of them would tell me, well, you know, I, I go to the, to, the, to the nature, I go to the woods, to the, the air. And when, when we talk about that, it, it may seem weird to some people. Some people say, oh, I go within myself. How is that working for you? Some would say, you know, they, they, they practice idols, you know, different things like that. But here is the thing. This is no religion's thing. This is a lifestyle that God is really real. He's real. He will show himself to you. All of us have testimonies of God being real. So he really wants us to understand that he is God. And in our obedience and our will being turned to him, that's how we become blessed. This ain't no Einstein where they have to rocket Einstein. They have to understand that because what happened, Pastor D in China? Every time we have a disaster, what's the first word? Nine one one. All that people say, "Oh God." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh God, so you must know, you got sense enough to understand there is something more superior than you are. We did, we did not create ourselves. Amen. We just did yeah. not. And knowing that gives you a clarity. 
like no other. I mean, you have to realize that we didn't just appear, okay? Oh, <laughs> okay. Right. God made us, and He wants us to be obedient. Adam and Eve weren't an obedient, and you see where that got us. Yes. Right? Okay. But before Adam and Eve sinned, okay, there was no death. Okay. There yeah. was no eating of meat. There was there was none of that. Yeah. But when they sinned, that's when the death came in. That's when the, the murders came in, you know, with, with the two brothers, Cain and Abel. Cain so, Abel. So those things were the result of our forefathers or parents not obe obeying. Yeah. So there yeah. will be consequences. I don't mean to sound fire and brimstone, but I'm here to tell you there will be consequences if you do not obey. Yeah. So yeah. it's not something that, you know, you go, oh, okay, well, I don't care. Well, I, I think you will. <laughs> okay. Exactly. And for <laughs> God to send his one and only son to die on the cross and take the sting out of death. Yeah. Ooh, right. Right. He took so, the sting out of death for us. After Adam and Eve, okay, then he sent Noah. And then he sent Jesus. So before Jesus, people would, I don't know if you guys know this, but before Jesus, people would kill their lambs for sacrifice. For to God. sacrifice, animals. Mm -hmm. okay? And mm -hmm. God said, no, I'm going to send my lamb. That's there right. you go. That's right. <laughs> okay. So he gave, up, he gave up a lot. He did a lot for us, you know, believing in us and creating us. So... I think too we owe him, don't you think? Oh, most yeah. definitely. <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah I, I, I think that every day. I owe him so much, you know. I say that about my mom. She wasn't the best mom, but guess what? I owe her a lot. Yeah. Her mistakes yeah. and and misfortunes. Life is hard. You know what it's like being a mama. It's not easy. Yeah. You have to, you know. There's no book. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. so so we kind of do our best and we fail, you know, but that's what being humans is all about. We fail. Yeah. We can, and, we can and try you know, as much. Kind of submission to people. Some people is not a good name. Submission. That doesn't yeah. sound right. I, I can hear in the spirit where some saying submission, submit to this. No, but when you begin to understand the love of God. Yes. The yeah. love of God and how much he truly loves us. Yeah. And then when you begin to get that relationship with him and understanding that God, you're stabilizing me. You're anchoring me. You're making life better for me. And then you, that's when the relationship would come in. Because God, his, true, his word never fails. He keeps his word. We're the one that don't keep our word. Right. Yeah. Man. He will never fail us or forsake us. No. No. What do you suggest we do to keep the Lord fresh in our hearts? So I would say the Bible tells us to meditate upon him day and night and don't forget the benefits. And so Joshua 1, it tells us to meditate upon him day and night. In, in other words, read the word, study the word, get the word, you know, get scriptures, read the word and get it on the inside of you. Begin to just 
worship him, begin to call on his name, have have a prayer, conversation, simple conversations with God. I, I tell you one thing that I did when I was earlier on, I love nature anyway. Talking about it, I mean, I, I love, I just love nature and I love to change up a little bit. I Sometimes I, I just go outside and I just begin to just think. You know, just think. Sometimes we can just think happy thoughts. I mean, and this is for non-believers. We can think. We can go outside and just think happy thoughts. Amen. Just think about, you know, how happy you are. Or even if you're not happy, think about something that made you happy. And just go outside, and it cleanses our hearts. It cleanses our minds when we're out in nature. A lot of times, some people don't like the outside, but when you go outside, then it's almost like the nature, the birds, the you know. And I don't know. Some people may not believe this, but the Bible tells us that God will use whomever. <laughs> listen, yes, He will. One, listen, one day I was just going through, and I, and this is this is still in the same vein. I was going through. My mom had passed away. I was there by myself and all of the company, every, everything had died off, right? Nobody was coming. Nobody was calling. And I said, God, I need your help to, de- to help me to get through this. Now, this is a pastor's wife. This is one who, who you know, holds conferences, one who, you know, people see in the limelight and they see me smiling. They see me have it all together. But my mind at that particular time, I didn't know because I was a caregiver. I was, you know, helping my family and all of that. But when all of that was gone at the end of the day in the back, in the in the inside of the house, the Lord said, I, I told the Lord, I said, I need to hear from you. I need to hear from you. I know you're going to help me, but I need to I need to know for certain that you hear me. I walked out of the door and, and God is so hilarious. <laughs> yeah, he's a jokester he too, not, I think. Oh, he is hilarious now. <laughs> Listen, but you better be careful what you ask for. And yeah. so I remember <laughs> I was in Alabama and I, I walked out the door. And when I walked out the, the back door, there was I I forgot all about this little horse. <laughs> <laughs> That was in the back, so I could walk. I could look out the door. He was on the other side of the fence. But I said, God, I need your help, and I need you to help me. But I need you to send me some type. You know, you know, we say that. Send me a sign. You know, Lord, yeah. show me. Send me. Yeah. I said, Lord, I need you to send me a sign that everything is going to be all right. That you're going to pick my head up. You're gonna... Then I got to preaching to myself, and I forgot all about because I then I started feeling a little bit better. You know. And I knew I was there by myself, so I knew what nobody was not going to answer me. Mm-hmm. I walked out that door. <laughs> I was sitting there just quiet, trying to hear from the Lord. And I walked. And as I was walking at the end of our fence and on the other side, there was a ho- uh, one little horse. <laughs> and I felt something. And it, ooh. And, and then I, I felt something. I heard something. Ooh, ooh, and the and the ho- I looked around and it it scared me. It's it literally scared me. That's why you gotta know who you are in the Lord. <laughs> Amen. And I asked God. I said, God, I said, are you gonna help me get through this? That's what I asked Him. Are you gonna help me get through this? I asked. It was the craziest question, but I asked it. And I was out, and the horse was doing his head like this, going oh, up yes. and down, like yes. Oh wow. That and that the eyes were so big. <laughs> and I said, and after I got myself together, I thought about it. I said, God, you are so amazing. You used the horse to tell me yes. 
<laughs> and so I said all of that to say this. In order for us to keep the Lord fresh in our hearts, we got to communicate with him. We got to talk to him. We got to pray to him. Get in that word, you know, and begin to just meditate on him day and night. You know, talk to him. Get the scriptures in your heart. You know, surround yourself around people, you know, like-minded. You know, and, and sometimes we're not as strong as others. And you got to realize you got to be okay with that. You understand, even passive, mm-hmm. passive, you know, we have to be okay with, you know, sometimes we might not feel as strong some, some days. We may not yeah. feel as strong, but we have to get ourselves surrounded by people and be honest with yourself. You know, yes. you got to be honest with yourself. You got to be honest and say, God, today may not, I don't feel that today, but I, I trust you. And so even when you say, I don't feel it, or even when you might say something, but you got to say, but, but. God, I trust you. Mm-hmm. It's almost like, you know, he'll pick your head up. You know what I'm saying? You, you're walking around and he'll let some, a little birdie may come up and the little bird may just show up and just sit there, mm-hmm. you know, and then, then there'll be a simple little something that come in your mind or something. You know, we are, you know, people, non-believers, they may say something said or something happened or something, but we know it's the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Those, but those who believe, but something may have told you or something may have showed up mm-hmm. and you know and so we have to that's why when we're meditating that's why we're praying that's why we're believing and trusting in God you know obeying his commandment getting in his word getting those scriptures uh, on on the inside of us when we do that what whatever goes in I want y'all to hear me today whatever goes in is going to come out amen hallelujah oh mm-hmm. yeah, yeah that is so true so true. We have to remember that what goes in is going to come out. That's for real, for real. If it's positive, it's going to be it's positive coming out. If it's negative going in, it's going to be negative coming out. Yeah. If it's crazy going in, it's going to be crazy coming out. You know, so we just have to be mindful, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we have to sometimes disassociate ourselves or step back from people who are very negative because... That can influence us. We are our surroundings, too. So I'm not saying cut people loose because I'm not into that. You know, be like, oh, cut them loose. Well, I I think sometimes we can back away a little bit or know how to deal with them. But I mean, maybe we can influence them in a good way, too. You know, people who are, are very negative, you know. So that's what I try to do with negative people. I try to persuade them. Oh, but you still had that. It wasn't that bad. Right. They'll be like, oh, yeah. So sometimes our circumstances, you know, can be hopeless, you know. But I think if we stop, think about our faith, we got to trust, trust the Lord and kind of let us see where where we're going to go. Because I think we got to sometimes look out for the process. There's going to be a process that, you know, we, we might have some hard times, but we might have to, you know, wait a little bit and then we'll get on the other side and it's going to be much better. Can I say something to add to what you just said, China? Yes, it is definitely good for us to disassociate, you know, with ourselves. But I'm going to tell you something. What I've learned is that as you get close to God, he'll get close to you and he's not going to let any hurt, harm or danger come, come on not unto you. <laughs> Amen. And so what yeah. happens is as we meditate yeah. you know on God day and night I, yeah. this is it now I may be crazy I just got some crazy faith like that and I believe mm-hmm. like that come on, come but on. as we draw close to God he'll draw close to us yes. and the Bible tells us that the word of God will either draw or drive 
And Come I know but without a shadow of a doubt that as we get close to God and yes. as we meditate on him, as we pray into him, you know, we're his children. Yes. You know, he created. That's what he told me when I was there. He created me. He mm -hmm. loves me so much that he's not going to. I'm just crazy enough to believe right now, this time in my life, because of the relationship I have with God, he's not going to allow anything to come in my space or my place that's going to hinder his work from going forward. I believe that. And I'm so a lot of times, that. you all, China, a lot of times as we're getting close to God and as we have that relationship with God and as he's drawing, as we're getting deeper in his word, you know, I said, whatever goes in is going to come out. As we begin to change our minds and as we be begin to change our thinking, guess what? The people that are around us that may not look like or uh, need to be around us, the word is going to drive them or draw them. Oh, yeah. And a lot of times we yeah. don't have to open our mouths and yeah. say anything. Now, I tell you, there's a, that was a point in my life, you know, a couple of years ago. You know, I thought that I was supposed to be this and this person was supposed to be in my life and this person was supposed to always be there. God starts showing me as I began to, during the pandemic now, God began to show me and shift my mind. Not that I did not like the people that I was around but he began to show me because I've gotten closer not that I thought I was better than anybody I didn't have to say a mumbling word and what God was showing me was this he showed me the word prune he showed me the word prune. he said he was gonna he was gonna prune people out of my life he was gonna and I didn't understand that and then he told me to trust the process what was the word he he, he said he was going to crush it and he was going to prune it and you know how when you crush and prune something it mm -hmm. turns to turns to liquid you yeah. know and, and and it's not hard anymore but what God showed me in that process he, he kept he kept giving me encouragement he kept saying that but what he showed me was this I didn't have to say anything he said show me who you want to be around me who's good and conducive to my spirit now show me I said I don't want to have to hurt anybody but you show me and God began to shift people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm telling you, I didn't have to say yeah. nothing. He began yeah. to cut people. And I thought, I thought they were supposed to be with me for life. My, yeah. For life. My, mm -mm. You know, but he said no, because in this season now you have a faith walk that can't mm -hmm. nobody touch, that can't nobody take away, can't nobody stop what I'm doing. Right. So, so then gonna, you had to let his will I be done. I had to let his will be done. And that's when I talk about obedience. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Stop trying to hold on to this, though, that deadbeat. Stop trying to hold on to those yeah. things that really Come don't on. mean you any Come good because you've done exactly what you need to do. I put, I've allowed you to go as far as I need you to go with that. Yeah. So yeah. now you're up, Dr. V. <laughs> yeah. And in a nutshell, he's letting you know where I'm taking you. They cannot go. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. they've got the name, same mindset. I, right. I've experienced that, Pastor D. Yeah, yeah me too. Me you too. put it in a nutshell, which leads me to number seven. What is your favorite Bible verse? My favorite Bible verse is Romans 8 and 28. Oh, come and, on. And we know <laughs> come on now. that all things, things work together, work together. Ooh, for the good of them who love the Lord, who are You see what God just did there? To his purpose. You see what God just did there? Look what he's that, doing. that was the addition to what you just said. That question. He come put on. that question with what you said before. I'm telling come you, he, he knows what to do, when to do yeah. it. 
<laughs> man. He's doing so, it. No, yeah. No. He's doing it. And China, I know you got one too. What's yours, China? Mine is no one, no weapon will be formed against you. Yes, I thought that's what you was about to say, China. <laughs> No, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Shall prosper. And and like you said, I have been in car accidents and everything else. People, one lady lost her baby. The one car accident. I was. My sister broke her hip. My cousin got the back of his head cut out. I was sitting right next to him. Not a scratch. Not a scratch. My goodness. I kid that, you not. That's a yeah. testimony. Yeah. I'm telling you, I have been. I. I should be dead. I'm not even kidding you. On more times than once. And not a scratch. So yeah, he 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 got me. Yeah. He got me. Wow. He got my back. Yeah. My That's God. My God. And and Pastor D, we're gonna talk more, but I wrote a book of when I gave my life to Christ. I know why now. I wrote a book where 12 times the enemy tried to kill me. I mean with fire, Baby. with water. Baby. Yeah. Wow. You keep, I can name it. He got your back. 12 times and God will show you he has your back. Yes. My God. Yeah. My God. So. get that book. Mm -hmm. Come on, yeah. Pastor D, what has God done in your life that has made you the person that you are today? And I see it now. <laughs> before you, before you answer that, Pastor D, Tell everybody where they can find your book, Dr. V. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Thank you for that. So, so if you want a personal autograph, you can just email me and I will autograph it and send it to you. So my email is Dr. D-O-C-T-O-R, my name, V-A-R-I-L-W at gmail.com. And you can also get it off Amazon. If you go Dr. Burrell William PhD, you would see it. And it's called The Absolute Ingredients for, for God's Results. Wow. So thank you for that, China. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. My pleasure. So so tell me what has God done in your life that has made you the person that you are today? Mm. It's simple. Oh my God. It's simple. Yeah. He, he saved me. Okay. Amen. <laughs> In a nutshell, it's simple. Yeah. yeah. He saved me. Oh my God. And I too, like you, China, if, if so many times in my life, I should be dead, but he saved me. Mm -hmm. In a nutshell, he just saved me. He protected me. He shielded me. Mm. He Cause he, and he showed me because he loves me. He shielded me. He did. He just, and, and he protects me. And he loves me so much that he don't let anything harm me. And your scripture is my, that's been my other scripture, my favorite scripture. He, he, yeah. he doesn't let anything, God does not allow anything to come up on me that he doesn't show me first. Yeah. In my dreams sometimes. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. And and I got a lot of I look I got a lot of Bible verses that oh are just so close to my heart. Yes. But that one, I always yes. go to that one because it's the truth. I mean, he has shielded me and and protected me my whole life. I I, sh I shouldn't be here. Like I said, my mother had me. She was 8 months pregnant. 
and I came, okay? So she smoked when she had me. I had toxemia. They said I was so black, I looked like charcoal. My they said goodness. I shouldn't have survived that. There's no way I should. They said she's not going to live, but I did. My goodness. I mean, and that was the beginning of it. And so I wish I had known farther back how to have a relationship with God. This is why I do this show, because the sooner the better you get a relationship with God, the better off you'll be, the the happier you'll be. Amen. Yeah. Amen. So, oh, my God. Tell us about the organization you started called Divine Women of God Global Ministry. Yeah. So that's a ministry, a faith-based ministry that I have. I, when I first heard the call from the Lord, it was just to empower and equip women to be the best. Oh, hallelujah. Oh. That he has created God bless them you. to be. Yeah. And wow. so, you know, we just do a lot. You know, the enemy tried to stop it when it first got started. Mm-hmm. But then God, as he began to shift it, we began to evolve, evolve in that. And so we just empower, encourage, equip, educate women from the youngest to the oldest. You know, we do prayer walks. We do increase the physical, mental and spiritual wellness of women. And so we have different discussions. When the pandemic hit, we went hard at it. We've been doing the ministry now over 20 years, but but it really, really hit home right right during the pandemic and we had to learn how to do things a little bit different so we do vision boards to teach them to think mm-hmm. think mm-hmm. past where you are think past what you see so we do vision board workshops we do prayer walks we do, I do we put together conferences for women to be empowered if we you ever stuff. want dr v and myself to oh, do I'll, it I via you. zoom we will be there right already listen you see how i brought your name down because I, I already <laughs> saw that when i first saw you ladies so yes yes ma'am you are that de- you are definitely in there and we just do you know just a lot of just you know wellness you know, workshops and people come in from all over. They'll hear about it. They'll and, and they'll come in and we have just like you're doing today. And we have women coming in. So yeah, y'all are definitely on my list. Amen. <laughs> you know, yeah. just come and encourage and, and motivate women and empowering Monday, women. Monday night, empowering the women. We do Monday night motivations where we, you know, come in and they may pray and they just talk about real life issues. And it's a place where, you know, the women feel comfortable sharing. No judgment. No, yeah, judgment. no judgment, right? No so, judgment. It's so no much judgment. more, but that's it in a nutshell. Pretty much what we, what we do. Yeah, yeah that's great. Yeah. Now, Pastor D, this next question. Now, you don't even know this, uh, Pastor D, but I'm going to shock you. Tell us about the prayer line phone call you co-founded, called the Glory Room. The Glory Woo! Connection Prayer and Empowerment Community. Let me tell you. China gave me that information one time. I, I I I was one number off and I called her back and I tell you I kept the enemy didn't want me to get in that glory room. And when I tell you I kept missing it because of central time, eastern time, and I called I called China back. I said, China, what time does this glory room, every time I get in, they're ending. And she gave me the information again. Details. Somebody said details. All I had to do was read the details. Mm -hmm. Honey, I got in there and I called 
China. I was so super excited <laughs> that I had made it in that glory room. Yes, and yes. I enjoyed it. Yeah, Good. it's great. That is awesome. That's awesome. Well, <laughs> with the glory room, I, I just praise God for it. You know, God spoke once again. We started it at first with our church. It was Ignite Your Fire Prayer prayer Ministry because we had just got to the church and they didn't really have a prayer ministry. But we noticed that a lot of people from church were not coming in. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, people were just inviting people to come in. And so we had about 15 that was showing up and then they dropped off. And we were going to stop. And my husband said, well, no, let's just stop. Well, God said it was not time to stop. He said, because it's not a local prayer call. It's global. Okay. And when he spoke that in my spirit, uh, just like the divine woman, God, when he spoke it in my spirit, he said, you're not a local, you know, and I don't know if, if that's a, that's the right word, a local pastor or a local. He said, it's global because you're going to connect with people around the globe that's going to come. They're going to hear about it and they're going to come in. And God has done just that. So we, we, we do that Monday through Friday. Uh, seven o'clock Eastern Standard Time. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 Central I Time. <laughs> and so I'm telling she you, she had Central Time on the mind. <laughs> said, yeah, yeah. And so what God said, y'all, check this out. And I was, I, and I'm so excited every morning because I get excited every morning. I wake every night. I go to bed. I wake up, and He said, "This, this glory room." Was go- and, and it has a catchy phrase for some of the non-believers, but yeah. for the believers, it's just, you know, it's just God, you know. And so he said, this glory room is a place and a space, listen, where I reside. Yeah, and, and he does. And, that's what, and he does. And so, you know, it helps strengthen the broken hearted. We have doctors coming in. We have people coming in and, and giving their service, not asking for a fee. You know, we thought it was supposed to be a prayer line. It is. We do pray. But we're encouraged. We're equipped. We're enlightened. We're, I, I mean, I'm telling Larry, Larry Johnson, he always says, it's my spiritual breakfast. Oh, yeah, no. He is so, so that, wonderful. I love it. And so yeah. his whole family comes, you know, and then he's 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 invited so many. That's how you came in China. But you yeah, got to come back. You got to come back again. We're going to get you I and Dr. B will. set up. But but that's yeah. where and people are people are feeling so liberated. When they come in oh. and when they when they leave, listen. It I don't started. even know if that's the word. <laughs> it, 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 I don't know. That word ain't good enough. Well, you got to tell it's, me what word. Look, what word oh, dropped in your spirit? It's refreshing, exuberating, exuberating feeling. You just feel so close to God. It's like He He touches your soul through there. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't explain it any other way. Yes. That's good. That's right. Good. Thank you. Yes. So it's it's been powerful and people are being blessed by it. Just all Amen. What's the number for that? Do you have the number on you right now? Yes, I do. So the number Okay, so the number is six six seven 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 zero one two seven two. And the passcode for that is nine four eight seven seven three two. Uh we are out of time right now. But man, what a great opportunity this was to get to talk to you. Oh, man, you are doing so many great things in Jesus' name. It is just incredible. God bless you. I, I say that all the time, but I just want you to keep going, girl, because you are something else. You really are. Thank you so much for being here. It was an honor. And thank you, Dr. V. You know, 
Dr. V's my girl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was great. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Have a great day. Okay, thank you. You too. Wow, that was a great show. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Well, this is The Wow Show, and I'm your host, China Myers. Thank you for being here. And I want to say thank you I was lost and you found me I was dead inside and you breathed into me And you brought these bones alive I want to say thank you Thank you for saving me Thank you for loving me unconditionally God You stood with open